Isabel Quintero and you're listening to Between the Ladies. The Ladies are two educators on a journey to learn, share, and apply effective literacy practices. The podcast is part of their professional learning network for conversations to support, scale, and sustain literacy in the classrooms. Hi, this is Tracy Doe. And I'm Ashley McGrath, and you're listening to Between Between the the Ladies. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Ashley. Long time no podcasting. <laughs> yeah, it's, pro- it's been a couple weeks now. I think might be more. <laughs> might be long, maybe a month. Yeah, maybe it's been a whole entire month, but we've had a very, very busy month. Very busy. So while editing this podcast episode, I just found an old clip that Tracy and I had made um, maybe a month ago. And it's kind of funny because it talks about all of the things that we were just getting ready to do. And then now we're recapping um, the work that was done. So I think that's kind of fun. So I'm going to insert it right here. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Ashley. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm a little bit um, out of breath. We just had um, kindergarten picture day. And (laughs) it was my first picture day with kindergarten. I didn't realize it was like... um, (laughs) (laughs) we just had to re-keep taking all the photos because the kids were like my eyes are closed or I couldn't keep my body straight or I want to smile with teeth or no teeth (laughs) (laughs) so many options for pictures (laughs) but it was really fun they look um, it's so cute to see them all come in and um I got to do with the seasons class so TK and K were together this morning and I don't know they just look so cute together Yeah, our picture day isn't until next week, and I'm excited because our mascots will be part of the school pictures. Yes, so they have become part of our Jelly Jaguar spirit. So, are they going to be in there as students or as teachers? (laughs) I'm not sure. (laughs) I guess we'll find out what they decide. Yeah, I'm not sure they're going to be as part of the staff or part of the student population. (laughs) But yeah, I'm excited to see them. Yeah, so I was rushing to do that this morning. Um, I'm super excited because the Buckboard Parade is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we got the Rascal Representative shirts just in time. We just picked them up last night um, at 8 p.m. in Diamond Bar. And then shout out <laughs> to my husband. Thank you, Billy, for waking up this morning at 5.30 a.m. to label all the shirts. Um, Way to go, Billy. <laughs> and sort them for the Good teachers job. and kids. Um, but I will be missing it because I will be in New York after our um, podcasting session today. Um I have to leave at 10 o'clock to catch my flight at LAX because tomorrow is Saturday reunion. Oh, I'm so jealous. I want to go. I'm super excited. We kind of decided to go. Um, I have some colleagues in New York that had invited me to go. So um, we're planning to go to a lot of phonics sessions because, oh, if you're a teacher in the Bay Area, we are having Mabel's birthday party on November 9th. Um, we are doing a teacher-led workshop um, all about kindergarten phonics. Mm-hmm. And um, Lucy and Natalie reached out to us. Um, <gasps> yeah! <gasps> gave us their blessing. They're super excited. They want to do a little, like, something, like maybe a little video or something for oh, us. Oh, how cool! Um, to share with the <gasps> I, I know! Excited. I know! That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so we're really excited about that um, tomorrow. And I got to go get a bunch of mascots. Yes. Big luggage. But today they sent out the message saying that um, you could only get two per person. So I've already enlisted a group of people to each get some for me. And then I'm going to bring back. I'm going there with an empty suitcase, coming back with stuffed animals. Cool. That's exciting. Yeah, but this time 
I figured it out. We're not going to go on a 17-hour trip like last time. And you need luggage with wheels. Yeah, with yeah. wheels. <laughs> not <Yes>. broken wheels. <laughs> and uh, no shuttle service, I hope. No, no. <laughs> no. You'll be stranded no, in no. New York for a while. Thank you, Dr. Salmont, for saving me that day. <laughs> so, yeah. Awesome. Um, and maybe we have some ide- we'll get some ideas for some new workshops that we want to do. Tracy and I just um, did SGVQ last weekend. Yeah, that was fun. We, uh, our workshop was called um, How to Make Workshops Sticky. And, you know, with SGVQ, they're known for using technology uh, in their instruction. And our form of technology was... Sticky notes. notes. Yeah, so um, we had a good turnout, a really good turnout. Really good turnout. Yeah, so in the mini lesson, we actually had the educators sit on the floor with us, huddle with us like we do with our students, and they were more than willing to do that. And they, like, once we set them off to kind of do, to explore the different um, centers, yeah, I just thought it went really great and had a good, um, some really good feedback. And I know, was the so feedback thankful. was really good. I thought someone um, left us feedback, you know, like they were so excited about the workshop that we did and they compared it to um, kind of like learning to code but without a computer. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I think everyone was... They're great. I mean, one woman came up and gave us a hug, so that was awesome. Yeah, if you're hugging us, then you had a good time, right? (laughs) Yeah, it was awesome to see the Johns present, too. and um, About student uh, podcasts and vodcast and um, amplifying student voice. Exactly, Mm -hmm. and speaking of amplifying student voice, like, we started here at Jellic our student podcast, and we called them JJ's Pod Squad. So. I'm their number one fan. <laughs> I've listened so many times. Yeah, it's a total first full circle, right? Like, uh, last year, well, not last year, during this, yeah, was it last year? Summer, during summer, the summer. Summer, we talked about how I wanted to do a, a podcast with the students, and here we are, doing the podcast with the students, so it's coming to fruition, so. I mean, that's how we started. I mean, when Tracy and I were first talking about it, we were talking about um, Tracy was saying she wants to do this with kids, and our conversation was about if we want kids to do it, we really have to model it ourselves. We right. have to do it ourselves. We have to figure out all the t- different technologies that we could use. Um, and so, with you know, on our podcast, we've tried so many different um, ways to record, and then we decided that for JJ Pod Squad, um, the best was to use Wee Video. Yeah, and I didn't know how to use it much, so the kids taught me how to use it, and they're way better at it than I am and it's awesome (laughs) I will put their link in the show notes um you have to listen it is so amazing and they talk about classroom libraries and you just I just get a little emotional listening to it so beautiful beautiful. (laughs) um okay so speaking of classroom libraries our Jellic teachers had some really good news we found out that we are getting some more money to buy books for our classrooms. So, yay! Yay, Jellic! <laughs> so, initially, we purchased below-level classroom libraries um, sometime last year. And then, then the district followed up with classroom on-level classroom libraries, and here they are getting more money to buy more books. So, so every awesome. teacher has the on-level and the below. That's like more than $11,000 yeah. per classroom. Yeah, so a classroom has at least 1,000 books mm-hmm. in the Probably classroom. Probably around 1,200 books Depending per on the grade level, yeah. So, so many books, and they're getting more. And, you know, Ashley sent a resource out to me a while back, and I'm sharing that to the teachers and way, ways they can find more books for the class. So it's well, awesome. I'm, I met with Sherry and Esther yesterday. Shout out to Esther and Sherry um, because we're going to go shopping together <laughs> um, since they have that um, really nice chunk of uh, money to fill in any gaps. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Sherry and Esther told me that um, the extra funds were a result of feedback that you and John had gotten from the teacher saying that there's some there's still some gaps in our libraries and so that's supposed to fill them. So we talked about um, where to get nonfiction books and um, just, I don't know, it's, it's going to be super fun. I love shopping for books. So that's going to be Especially fun. if you don't have to spend the money. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, so it's great. We're getting more books. We, we can, I don't know, I feel, you know, very grateful that we have this available for, to our readers. So it's a great push. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe I just found that old clip from a month ago. So fun to hear about. We had just come back from SGBQ um, to get ready, getting ready for Mabel's birthday party, about JJ's pod squad, the classroom libraries at Jellic, and actually Roel just got a little bit um, of extra funds to supplement um, our classroom libraries too. And um, I'm glad I found that clip and I'm going to bring us back to real time now. So here we go. Okay, one of the reasons why we had to come and do a podcast today was because yesterday Tracy texted me and said one of the guests from um, SGBQ had messaged us and said, uh, when's your next podcast? <laughs> I'm like, oh, people are actually waiting, so we have to do our next one soon. So. Did you see the message I sent you? Since even, even in the month that we haven't been um, recording, we have like 1,200 plays now. Yay! That's awesome. Yeah, I haven't seen that. <laughs> yeah, it's I haven't opened our podcast thing since our last so, podcast. So. After Q, um, I spent a weekend in Northern California in the Bay Area. Um, a group of teachers and I, we put on a little workshop for um, the phonics, kin- kindergarten units of study in phonics. That was super fun. Everyone brought their Mabels. We oh, had yeah. a Mabel photo shoot. We unpacked units. We looked at assessment. It was super fun. Um, there was teachers from over 10 districts there mm-hmm. in the Northern California. And then we had um, a TC staff developer there also, which was super fun. And she's from up north, too, mm-hmm. or she works up north. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's from up north, Shara. Um, and Shara did um, a session on small group work, which is something that we all need. So that was super fun. Oh, cool. Um, so a lot of work in the phonics. Love the phonics. Super fun. Um, and maybe we can do something like that down here, Tracy. Oh, uh, we will. Once, <laughs> yes. It's going to happen next year. For, for sure. Definitely. Celebrate with all the, um, all the um, mascots. Yeah. That'd be fun. And then in the last month, well, one of the main reasons why we both have been so busy last month is we the kindergarten has been doing um, the second unit in the units of study, which is um, superpowers. Superpowers. Um, it it's is crazy. It is the best unit in kindergarten. Could be the best unit ever. Okay, so Ashley, talk about your your scope and sequence <laughs> of this unit in terms of. You know, readers, guest readers. So, like, okay, so in September and October, um, we start with the emergent storybooks. So the kids are, like, reading constantly all these storybooks, right? And kindergarten teams at both Jellic and Rowell had um, had a reading and a writing parade, right, where we storm through the hallways, we storm through every classroom, and, and we say, you know, we are readers, we are readers, we are writers, we are writers, because we're promoting, like, this readerly identity, right? Mm-hmm. And another way that we promote readerly identity is by having all sorts of different people come into our classroom and read, do read-alouds, right? Because yes. we want kids to see everyone reads and everyone is different, um, but we all love to read. And so every single day I had a mystery reader come. The whole mystery reading is super fun because 
because we wanted to share all the love and joy there is in workshop. So first, if you are a mystery reader, you get um, a package set in the mail on a glitter card inviting you to come because only superheroes use glitter. <laughs> um, and um, so we had, I think, every, almost at least one person um, from every department in this in the district office come to do a read aloud. So like, I think our first person, Miriam Kim came, Gina came, Dennis Bixler, Alex Flores, um, Dr. Mitchell. Um, we had two members of the board come. Janet Chong came. Um, Brian Huff came, Rebecca Rodriguez. I mean, like, and the best. And so. Who was the best? <laughs> After Shoshana came, we saved the best for last, and that was Tracy Doe. Tracy brought the most fun, the most energy. Um, all of the mystery readers who came got a special personalized cape. Um, and the kids were so excited when Tracy came because, of course, Tracy is Reader Man's sidekick. And she just got everyone so excited um, about the event that was happening on Friday. So Tracy read a super special letter to the students, to the readers, to tell them that in celebration of all of, all of their work, we would be have a celebration in two days with um, Reader Man. So thank you so much, Tracy, for coming and doing that with us. The culminating um, event celebration is the Reader Man celebration. Yes. Um, this was uh, three months in the making. When I interviewed for this position um, at Rowell, I proposed the idea to both Johns um, that they would switch. They said yes, but they had no idea what they were getting into. No, they did not. So um, we made this crazy costume for the Johns. We, me and my husband, shout out to my husband. Thank you, Billy, for spending very many nights with <laughs> they had the reader man mask with all the snap words reader man cape with the snap words um it was it was it was crazy and then so the john switched schools dr stallman at, was at rowell and john martinez was at um Jellic, and they came and they read a story which one the book with no pictures it is hilarious if you have not read that book you must <laughs> read it and you must be ready to laugh hysterically and we have to be super grateful for the johns um because they yeah. just both of them just totally brought it it was so engaging the kids loved it um and it was just a reflection of i think all of the collaborative work that roel and jellic kinder teams have been doing um because we work so closely together and i don't know it was just super fun to celebrate together yeah it was fun to be a witness the whole event the kids were so into it and when reader man left they're like oh are you gonna fly back they were just so oh my god of course reader man played the role it's like yeah i gotta fly good kids see you later so it was great and when you look so at cute. the pictures i mean just the look on the kids faces all the awe and the mm -hmm. joy and the laughter it was a really 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 special day yes it was I and think we will all remember it for the rest of our <laughs> lives. <laughs> yeah. um, and Tracy, you've yes. been certainly busy as well. Yes, yeah, so I've been working with our JJ Pod Squad. We're about to wrap up our second episode, and they've been focusing on books they've been reading. So they've been interviewing each other and talking about the books that they're reading. And what's great is that they're going to start branching out and interview other students. Yeah. Um, within the school. So they're really super excited. Um, they have their little stickers. I got buttons that say, um, 
what are you ask me what you're what what are you reading so they're wearing those so that you know the talk of books is around the school so it's great i feel so proud of you tracy <laughs> i mean tracy leading this work is super special because well also when we met in new york yeah. that's what you said tracy like i want to start doing a podcast because that's what i want to be doing with kids is i want to be podcasting with them so i want to model the work too and if you haven't listened to their first podcast you have to do it it's so good and it's just amazing just seeing them going from the first podcast to or the first episode to now to the second episode such a big difference in their growth and their questioning and yeah you're gonna be amazed and they're just so happy oh my gosh Miss Doe it's gonna be like 30 minutes long it's just like those little milestones for them they are so excited so can't wait for them to be done the goals this week so dude as I'm sitting here I'm looking um at we're in Tracy's room and I am looking at our wall and I can see the planning document that the pod squad has right now and it's I mean, you can just see the growth already. Yeah. I'm so proud of you, Tracy, and the pod squad. Pod squad. Hashtag JJ pod squad. <laughs> and I have been dying to ask you, Tracy, how this yes. morning went. Oh, yes. Yeah. So this morning um, we had um, ELAC meeting where parents come and just learn about things. And today I led a session on uh, reading aloud at home with, with their children and it went really well so I just kind of started talking about like why it's important to read at home I use stickies I didn't have a I didn't have a slide deck or any PowerPoint I use stickies and then I started reading a book to them and the families really connected to the book and to the point where some of them were really were crying because um, they were so touched by the story and they really related to the characters and and what book was it a gift for abuela it's a beautiful book yes i'm so glad i read it to them and yeah and then afterwards and we talked about like um how we can read books at home with our children and what are the different types of questions we can ask while we read those books with our children and i think just hearing like one parent came to me she's like you know um i'm so glad you did this because it lets me know what my children are doing at school yeah, she also said that she was very grateful for what the teachers do here at Jellic and supporting them as readers. So it was great to hear. And uh, um, just, you know, we never heard such type of messaging in the past. And just to know that Aww. our work is valid. And yeah, we're making, I, it makes me feel good knowing that we're making a difference here. So. And that was just part one of the family engagement yes. series. So, you know, yeah, more to come. <laughs> more to plan so it's really exciting because okay well truth is this is the second time that we will be interviewing um <laughs> this administrator because the first time we interviewed her a couple weeks uh, last couple what i don't know it was like last month last last month yeah a couple months ago um i had i brought all of the recordings um on the airplane with me to new york oh that's another thing another reason why i was so busy because I went to Saturday reunion at yes. Teachers College. That was amazing. Oh, yeah, and I went to Teachers College. Oh, yeah, you <laughs> too. I went to Teachers College for the Coaching Institute in writing. Oh, my gosh, it was totally busy. That was a really, yeah. So Tracy and I were in New York at the same time, um, but we only overlapped for a couple hours, so we didn't get to see each other. So sad. Yeah. Yeah, we have to see each other all the time. <laughs> I know. So um, I had brought the recording on the airplane, but while we were on the airplane, like, the airplane Wi-Fi crashed. Anyway, so I lost the recording, so we had to ask this administrator, thank you very much, um, to record again. Today, we will be launching the last episode of the administrator part of yes. our fall series about reading identities. Um, and our last administrator is Sarah. 
Opekowitz from Shellen. Shellen <laughs> Elementary in Rolling Unified. So we're going to hear a little bit about Sarah's readerly identity. And it's it's kind of similar to John Martinez's um, story, too, with the SRAs, um, even though I still don't know what that really know that is. <laughs> <laughs> You're too young to know it. <laughs> I lived it. <laughs> um, so Sarah's going to end our series. And then um, we are going to do a little bit of um, reflection. Refraction? Reflection. Reflection. Reflection is reflection plus action together. Um, Kind of reflecting or reflecting on um, the three episodes we have with with our administrators, and then we'll be moving into the teacher series, and then um, the third part will be the student part. Yeah, that'll be fun. Mm -hmm. All right. Enjoy. Enjoy. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Ashley. How are you? I like deja vu. I know. Here we are again. <laughs> As you all know, we lost... Um, two months later. <laughs> <laughs> two months to the day. The f- initial podcast interview with our lovely Sarah Packwitz. So Sarah has graciously agreed to redo it. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks, Sarah. You're welcome. So introduce yourself that. again. <laughs> I'm Sarah Opekowitz. I'm the principal over at Shellen. Go Sharks. Elementary. Go, Go Sharks. Sharks. Yay. And I don't know if we talked about this last time, but... I used to be a coach here. Tracy was my mm-hmm. coach. God, two, three years ago. Seems so long ago, but it wasn't that long ago. Yes. I was, she was one of the schools I was at. Was when you were sharing? I was shared. Yes. yes. Well, here we are. Yeah. Rochelle Jell. We love Marcy. Oh, my gosh. This is a Rochelle Jell episode. Rochelle Jell. Yes. Hashtag Rochelle Jell. Oh, yeah. We were trying to make it roly shelly jelly <laughs> we did i think the podcast was where that started oh yeah and john and john were like Arr. yeah no. they they said no, no i i agree no <laughs> that poster that i made at the pd i was gonna write roly shelly jelly yeah. but they both said poster. no I loved it. no it's not no. happening mm. so he we are here to talk about your readerly life so sarah were you i mean what was your readerly life as a child I don't remember early, early reading. I do mm-hmm. remember before I started school, I'm sure I was read to because I have so many of my childhood books now. Mm-hmm. You still have them? Yes. Ooh. I had like the Ladybird books, which were these little easy readers. Um, I remember my mother was trying to keep up with Emma down the street. <laughs> and um, she... What? Tracy's eating jelly beans. I'm right sorry, now. Sarah. Give me a bag of jelly beans, and I love jelly beans, We're and I'm eating it. Interview. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, okay I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just love jelly beans so much. Who doesn't? Except for Ashley, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Did you want some, you guys? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, because then I'd be chewing. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. Sorry. That sorry, sorry. So, um, my mom really wanted me to be a reader going mm-hmm. into school. And so she tried to work. She had all the, the, the flashcards and was like... Oh, really? And I was like, Mom, I'm going to be in school for at least 13 years. Back off, I'm going outside. Because <laughs> I, I lived in a pretty rural area in England. It was a town. Um, and wanted to go play out in the forest, grass, whatever. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of freedom just because of the area and, and the time. Um, but I know we went to the library often, and I know that because my mother, I have a cookbook that my mother lied to the library and paid for because it was out of print, and she loved it so much that she kept it. (laughs) So I still have that cookbook. um, Do you cook? I cook. With it? 
No, it's Indian food. I'm the only one in my oh. house that'll eat it. Mm-hmm. So not very often, but I'm still keeping it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once I started school, I don't really remember the process of learning to read. Um, in England, they start kids in January if their mm. birthday is before Easter. Mm. And so I, it was me and a couple other kids. So it was very intensive. And if you caught up, you went up to the next year. And if you Whoa. didn't, you stayed down. Um, so I did not know that. It's like TK, but <laughs> I, England. Yeah, I think. I could be wrong, because it was a long time ago. So um, I do remember once I started reading, you couldn't stop me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was often found with a book in my hand to a fault. Like my dad, when we lived in Holland, he wrote a Sinterklaas poem about me <laughs> always needing to finish my chapter, even though it was an hour that I'd said I was needed to finish my chapter. Um, I had to finish books, so I would be under the covers with my lamp. And at one point, I almost set my bed on fire because it scalded, <laughs> the light bulb scalded the, the sheets. Clearly, they weren't cotton sheets. <laughs> synthetic, um, some type yeah, of synthetic. Some sort of cheap synthetic superhero or what have you. <laughs> um, and so I... That continued all the way through high school and uh, through college, where if there was a book to read, I read it. When we lived in Holland, we were in a fully furnished house. I picked up The Diary of Anne Frank, and I was so lucky because we got to, I read the book, and then we went to Anne Frank's house because we lived mm-hmm. there, so that was really cool. But it freaked me out when I went to Germany because I was like, what's going to happen? My mom oh. was like, it's 40 years ago. Come on. <laughs> Get a grip, child. Um so a lot of the reading was backed up with experiential mm. real life things as well as just books, books and more books. And I, I think we did participate so actively in the library because they couldn't afford my book habit mm-hmm. because I was usually done with books by the end of that week. Um, I just loved it. And, and that's always transferred through. Um, in college, I would, sk- I would skip classes to finish books that had nothing to do with my schoolwork, but that's a shock. Um, but and, and, and that's still true. I still love books and will stay up until way past my bedtime finishing mm-hmm. it. If I'm like, oh, look, I'm at 80% finished because I read on my yeah. phone or Kindle and um, I'll stay up all night. But th- that's more fiction-y type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, some professional reading I will get very engaged in, but I don't think I'd stay up all night reading. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember seeing you in the lounge eating and reading. Oh, always. All the, pretty much almost every day. Uh-huh. I'm like, wow, she's very intense with her phone. <laughs> but she wasn't playing Bejeweled or anything. No, <laughs> but no, So I would kind of peek over. I'm I like, oh, there, she's book, reading. Yeah. I was reading. And it's kind of neat because Sylvia in her office is also a big reader, mm-hmm. and she likes similar books to me, so we'll talk about it sometimes. Oh, does Sylvia want to be on a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I know. We should interview her, too. Could try. Could try. But, yeah, no, we'll talk about, we're talking about Jim Butcher, mm-hmm. who's a big sci-fi um, author, and um, some of the pieces, the, the books that we like. She got me on Libby. Oh, yeah. I love, I love Libby. John got you on Libby, Yeah, right? John, John got me on Libby. Libby. Yeah. Um, so that... I don't have to only read Kindle free or spend all the monies on books. <laughs> yep. I love Libby. So. I can't get on it. I cannot get on ebooks. Like, I tried Kindle, I tried reading on my iPad. I can't do it. I, I need the paper books all the time. I love the paper books. Mm-hmm. I really do. It's just hard at night because it's dark. It's dark. Oh, I, can, mis- I can still read in the dark. <laughs> 
no, it's it's pitch black because all the lights are yeah. out. <laughs> and Mr. Opakowitz is like, I need to go to sleep. And I'm like, oh, because I like to lay in bed and read. That's mm-hmm. my spot. My husband's the too. same way. He like... He can't read on, like, digital devices, really? so we're up in I've learned to love it on digital, mainly, like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not spending money. I'm, I'm reading a book that's free, so that gets me going. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, I can do this. <laughs> I can totally live I like this. I still have a lot of paper books. Mm-hmm. And there's some, I love signed books. Um, obviously, there's paper books all over my office. Um, picture books you can't really replace with, with the digital. Mm-hmm. There are some cool mm-hmm. apps. Like, I had the, the Pigeon app by Mo Williams. <laughs> And you, you <laughs> made your it. own pigeon adventure. Yeah. It's so hilarious. Cute. It's really funny. I had, you know, the, my son, when he was little, we would read every night multiple times. And there's times where I, I want to get back into that habit with him. But um, we do audiobooks in the car. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. We're listening to Harry Potter because he got Aww. he got to, like, book four or five. And he's like, oh. I thought he's, like, really into historical stuff. fiction. He loves historical fiction or nonfiction. Harry Potter's just, like... Fiction, fantasy. fantasy. But he, he really enjoys it. And uh-huh. he's picked I love it. Up. You love Harry Potter. I love Harry you Potter. You love Harry Potter. But I didn't make him read it. He <laughs> he brought it home himself and was yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. reading this. I'm like, cool. There's seven of them on the shelf. <laughs> um, he got really into the Rick Riordan books uh-huh, and uh-huh. was reading the Percy Jackson, which I think mm-hmm. is good for boys, especially boys with yeah. a lot of wiggles. And he got through all of that series, started The Last Hero, and then stopped with like one to go. And I'm like, can't you finish a series? You have to finish this series. And he's like, no, I'm good. Oh, that, then he got into Harry Potter. That makes sense. My OCD yeah. was twitching. <laughs> I'm like, you have to finish the series before yes, you move on to the next yes. series. I love those books. Yeah, Harry Potter's Just don't great. get into George R. R. Martin because he'll never finish. Ever. The Game of Thrones. Oh. Yeah. So. I've, I've been wanting to start that. <laughs> the, the last two books aren't done. Oh, so. okay. My husband is into it. I can't get into it. Yeah. I had to read it to keep up with the TV show when it first started. Mm-hmm. And then oh. I read all of them. And then I reread them when seasons would start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's pretty much how... So you grew up pretty much being a reader. Now, yes. how has that influenced you as a parent? Well, I wanted my son to love reading as mm-hmm. much as me. I'm not sure he does, but he does like it. And I think if he's anything like my brother, he will come <laughs> back to it. Yeah. So my mm-hmm. brother, it was a fight to get him to read. He, my mom tricked him with graphic novels mm-hmm. and whatnot. And he's a big reader now. Like, he loves to read. So there's hope. And my boy does love reading. Like, the non, like I said, the nonfiction is definitely more of his genre. Mm-hmm. Um, but so as a parent, I wanted to expose him to lots of different things. And as an educator, it was worse because I was like, oh, I need to do at least 50% nonfiction because <laughs> kids aren't exposed to enough of it in their outside life. So I would buy a lot of nonfiction and fiction. So that maybe that influenced his love of fiction. But um, we we would read together. We have the, um, the books on tape. And then he still will pick things up and just read and... and um, he's not as into the digital books, mm. which is fine. I think that paper is a good piece. So you gotta spend money buy him some books. Library. Library. Oh yes, yeah. to go to visit the library. <laughs> no, his school has a really good library. He's got um, Inheritance, which is one of the Iragan books. Mm-hmm. I've never read mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. Um, but he's starting with book three, which those are big books, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like heavy books. If yeah, anybody no. ever comes in, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Burglars beware. <laughs> 
Um, so he he does a lot of reading online, though, in that he will research things he's interested in. Mm-hmm. So, oh, really? Um, when, because of his interest in, like, Because of his, his interest history? in anything, in history, uh-huh. or if he's trying to persuade me to do things, he will do research so that he can argue better. <laughs> Thank you, Roland Gate, for your debate class. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, um, he, he likes to have sort of evidence to back up his claims is what he tells mm-hmm. me. <laughs> or he'll search it and and it's it's interesting cuz it's not books and it's not reading but there's a digital literacy and how to's mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. the YouTube. So mm-hmm. but he was he was trying to film something at one point and he he kind of had to write it out and we had a whole conversation which is writing I know about reading about how to's and how they're written in order to create a video you have to be able to, yeah. to write. Mm-hmm. So so yeah and now, as an administrator um, at Shell and at a reading and writing school, yes, how has that influenced um, your vision for your school? Well, um, it it was we were it was a process to get to writing because it was it was when we looked at the three types of pedagogy: CGI, readers' workshop, and writers' workshop. And this is going back a few years. Were you with us, Tracy? Maybe, Might have been maybe. Um, we went around and around. There's a lot of chicken and the egg around mm-hmm. readers and writers, writers and readers. And I have a lot of strong reading teachers in my primary grades who really wanted readers workshop. Mm-hmm. Um, and we came to the idea that writers workshop really engages that critical thinking. And we would definitely get to readers next. Mm-hmm. So, so we dove into to writers, and that has been a wonderful journey. But this year, it's just like we rocketed into reading. That was our theme for the mm-hmm. year. And we really wanted to build up our students' readerly lives. And one of the ways we've been very, very lucky, um, Dr. Rodriguez and, and Dr. Mitchell really advocated for getting those classroom libraries into yes. our kids' hands. Hurrah. Hurrah. And so there's books, books, and more books. And it, <laughs> it's been, I've had so much fun the past month going into classrooms, delivering the books. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen um, that video of Sarah coming in, wheeling in a cart of books, you got to see it. There's <laughs> many of them. And doing a book chat. So I would go through the books and find a book that I knew from that from that grade level's boxes and just give them a little ad, not a summary, not anything, but like, hey, I, mm-hmm. I really like this book because you should read it. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to model that behavior because that's what readers do. We talk about the books that we love and we share it with our friends. So yeah. I wanted to model that for our kids and hopefully for our teachers so that they can do those read-alouds mm-hmm. or share those books with the kids and get them um, into sharing with each other. And the kids are ecstatic and over the moon about all of these books. So it's been a lot of fun seeing them engage Aww. with them. Um, and, you know, it's how can we get them out to the classes? We have amazing parent volunteers mm-hmm. that came in and put stickers on and kept them organized. And then the the teachers are are putting them in bins, mm-hmm. I was trying to say it in a nice way, not binning them, it's like throwing them away, right? But they're putting them in bins and organizing them so that the kids can get them. But most importantly, I'm seeing book baggies in all of the classrooms now. So that's huge because, you know, different people are at different places and when they got their libraries. So um, 
it's exciting to see. And um, we have all our units to study, which I think we just got them last <laughs> time I talked to you guys. Yeah. So they're plunging. They're they're diving in and they are a little you know, they're they're seeing how the connections are there between the readers and the writers and it's really powerful to see how they support mm-hmm. one another. Um but even more so, it's more powerful to see kids like curled up on the floor or in a little nook or even in their desk chair if that's where they want to sit. Just really engaged and active with that book and reading, reading, reading to the point where I can walk into a class and they don't even look up because they're into their books. And I love that, that, mm-hmm. that intensity of reading. It's awesome. Great culture of readers and writers at your yes. school. Is that different to, from last year, you think? I think we've always had readers on campus. Mm-hmm. So I have kids who their readerly life is that they would take a book out to recess and they would sit and read. Or, you know, I have kids who take cards out and play cards. Um, so reading has always been big for many children, but I'm seeing a lot of those kids that maybe wouldn't normally have been excited that it was reading time they'd be like oh reading's hard they're like hey I have books that I can read in my book baggies that I can read and I don't have to you know engage with the text that's too hard or um they're seeing success and they're feeling Mm -hmm. success and that to me is going to encourage them to read more and really build themselves as readers and enhance their readerly lives Wow, that's awesome. Super awesome. Yeah. Okay, so that wraps it up. Thanks yeah. for doing our part two or I know. version two more. It's like <laughs> version, version two, two is not part two. Version two of our interview. Interview with Sarah 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> version well, two. Maybe. Version two, yeah. So that wraps up our interview with our lovely Sarah Opakowitz. Thank you so much for joining us. Glad to have you guys here. Yeah, feels been feels like like I'm still figuring this podcasting out because it's been so long. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, but I did hear you guys love Soup Plantation as much as I do, <laughs> so we need to make plans to go and eat. Soup Plantation. Yeah, soon. we will have yes. a Soup Plantation day. We can do yes. a parking lot podcast at Soup Plantation. Yes, we yes. can. Okay. okay, thanks for listening to this Rochelle Gel episode. See ya. Bye. Bye. Well, that was the last episode in um, the first part of our series, of our Readerly Identity series, the Administrator series. So we interviewed Dr. Mitchell, John Martinez, and Sarah Opakowitz. Yes, all three. (laughs) (laughs) That was fun. From Roland Unified, yeah. That was super, super fun. It was. Just, you know, mainly because we don't get to talk to them. Well, I I definitely don't get to talk to them often, so it's good to have that time to kind of like just getting to know them a little bit more as humans <laughs> so in this case as readers yeah. yeah so in this part to close our series the um, first part the first part of our series yes um we decided to do something called a reflection <laughs> not reflection but reflection which is basically we reflect upon our speakers what they said and see what our next steps could be what is our action step yeah, be? yeah. reflection plus action um and so when i was going back to listen to um the three episodes something that really struck me was you know when tracy and i um had our first episode we both 
didn't necessarily have the most positive experience reading growing up. But one thing that I noticed about Dr. Mitchell, John, and Sarah was they had very positive um, readerly identities growing up, and they had really positive experiences with books and reading. And one thing that I noticed that was really um, common among the three of them was this idea of book ownership. All three said, as children, um, not only did they have access to books, but they owned books. Mm-hmm. I mean, John talked about he had that reader, that um, subscription, where he got right. that book every month. Sarah said, she, you know, she just always had access to books. She could just buy books. And, and Dr. Mitchell, the same thing, even with, and with her own kids, too, that they just bought the books. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been thinking a lot about this idea of book ownership because as a school, um, our schools are trying to give kids the most access to books as much as possible. Correct. Um, but what can we do as educators to support book ownership. So in my class, um, on the first day of school, I give every child a book um, because on the first day of school, I want them to know that they are readers and that they own books and they have books in their house. Um, And typically um, for their birthday, they get a book, you know, for all of the big holidays and and stuff like that. And um, I've just been thinking a lot about how can we support book ownership. And that's something that Miriam Kim and and us Mm -hmm. have been talking about, like at Kinderfest, are you coming to Kinderfest? November, November 2nd, 2nd, Saturday. I will be there wearing a Kinderfest apron. <laughs> Tracy will be setting it up for three days. Um, <laughs> Not three days, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully be done by then. Yeah. Um, if you have a child ages three to five coming into TK or Kinder um, next school year, please come to Kinderfest. <laughs> um, and so, you know, and we've been talking about, we want to, you know, this is like an, another event to give out books. So um, we are bringing in books to give out to the community. And one thing that Miriam and I were talking about was when we're giving out books to, to the community, it's not always like donated books or old books that are unwanted or, you know, we want to really give away books that are high quality because I think the messaging to the community is really important, that these books are valuable and we want to share these with you um, because you are a valued reader. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... That's just something that Tracy and I have been talking a lot about is, is how can we um, support families in the idea of book ownership. So um, Tracy is launching the family engagement piece. Yeah, so this comes the, comes the action part of our um, reflection. So um, the next thing that we really want to do is do some family engagement workshops. And, you know, Ashley and I planned this a few months ago mm-hmm. after I... Um, I think I was in bed at night and I just texted, I have this an idea. What do you think about this, Ashley? And she's just like, yeah, that's great. So just, you know, as a school who is doing workshop, we really wanted half the parents to understand what it really means to be readers and writers and understand the workshop model. So we wanted to take the parents through workshop. So we call this the family engagement workshop. And, you know, looking back at our charts, it's like, um, you know, what do we do with all this? Like, what do we do? What is workshop, basically? And how do we can we immerse our parents in the workshop to understand ways to support them at home? So we with post-its, of course, or with sticky notes, of course, <laughs> Ash and I planned, like, how do we support the readerly and writerly lives of our students, but at home? And we started, like, how can parents, or just, I'm sorry, sorry. how can families, sorry, encourage their students or encourage their children to like read and write at home how can they support the work at home and like one of the first things we talked about was 
easily doing an interactive read aloud with their families. And so one of the first workshops I would want to do is like, let's take our parents through an interactive read aloud, show them how they can do it, like give them that resource of like something that they can do every single night with their families. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was pretty, like, yeah, they can totally do this. (laughs) So, and then, you know, we planned it out hopefully by May. Mm -hmm. We'll have like five workshops going for our families. So teacher led. Teacher-led. Not just me, Tracy. Yeah, (laughs) teacher-led. Definitely (laughs) teacher-led, depending on the time of day we do this. But most Mm -hmm. of them will be teacher-led. Yeah, so. So I'm I'm turned around right now looking at the chart. That is a beautiful-looking chart, dude. Oh, you made the charts. (laughs) (laughs) But our ideas are on them. (laughs) I don't Uh, do charts very well. Ashley knows. Yet. Ashley knows, like, We're learning. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But one thing that I noticed about the chart that I think is really beautiful, besides all of the color-coordinated sticky notes, is that the main piece that you see on this chart that we made about planning for family engagement is it just big, bright, and orange, supporting readerly and writerly lives at home. And I mm-hmm. think that's what we want to keep at the core of, um, the, of the workshop series. Yeah. And basically, like, why? Like, why would our families mm-hmm. be doing this at home? So that's important, too. And so Tracy and I were talking about, okay, so we want to bring out the idea of book ownership, um, but then once you own the books, what can you do with them? And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of how the whole series launched. Tracy and I have a lot of um, bedtime conversations <laughs> late at night. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> um, okay, so... So that wraps up fun. our um, mm-hmm. administrator series, mm-hmm. our first series in our winter podcast. Fall, fall. <laughs> I'm sorry, fall. I'm like jumping ahead. Sorry, fall podcast. Um, and so stay tuned. Um, in two weeks, we will have the first episode of the second part, which will be um, some teacher perspective. So we're looking forward to that. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Between Between the the Ladies. Ladies.